0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, Chloe. Hi,
1: Ryan. Hi, gang.
0: Welcome back to the Riverdale Gang, recorded here, as always, on the unceded, stolen territories of the uh, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil Waututh Nations. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Chloe.
0: And the hiatus episode.
1: This is a hiatus episode. It's very exciting um, for us to be hiatus. back. The eternal hiatus. The eternal hiatus. Yes. <laughs> wow. What a metaphor for 2020 that is. The eternal hiatus. <laughs> um, congratulations to all our American listeners on their president-elect, on my also president-elect. Um, he is a centrist and not left-wing enough for me, but it is easier to bargain for social justice uh, with a centrist president than it is a fascist one. So that's nice. Exciting. Yay,
0: rescaled boss battle fights.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's exciting to be upset about American politics a normal amount as of January 20th. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I feel that. I mean, plenty of the other uh, plenty of the world is also on fire. We've had an election here in DC and it went as well as it could have, but it was still really annoying that we had one. Um yes. and the world continues to chug along in its it's exciting patterns um as does Riverdale uh not as as usual not on our usual schedule but we do know that it is filming with some pauses for testing uh COVID testing delays uh Mm -hmm. there have been breaks there have been pauses but here in Vancouver uh the film industry is um doing its thing slowly and steadily
1: yeah It's really exciting that there is some art in the works, although, I mean, obviously one is always worried that they are, you know, not following COVID protocols. But, I mean, so far I haven't heard of any outbreaks on any sets, and uh, I haven't heard of any outbreaks associated with any theater events in Vancouver. So that's all really exciting.
0: Oh, they're 100% have been filming set-related outbreaks. Oh,
1: have they? Oh. But,
0: but, but. Um, small enough that I don't think it's been a great train crash and like managed by the existing protocols and testing. That's, that's kind of the, the, that's the win in my books. If they can shut down in timely matter and then catch it and isolate it and continue, I guess, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm still in camp. Let's all just sit at home for a year internally, secretly, truly. But I, I understand that. That's not where that's not how the world do right now.
1: And yeah.
0: uh, if we're gonna do something, we may as well make art safely, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I have I was reflecting with a friend on if there was going to be a pandemic in my timeline, I'm very grateful to be in a pandemic in a digital age. Yeah. Where like I can't imagine what it must have been like before the digital age to be in the situation we're in now and have no ready access to art or entertainment or a mm-hmm. phone to find out how your relatives on the other side of the world are you know all these different things mm-hmm. um, there are,
0: there are, is no better time in history to have a plague it, it's yeah. true
1: <laughs> i think that that is uplifting i think that perhaps others do not <laughs> i think it's uplifting <laughs>
0: It's um, better than the alternative, which counts as uplifting this year. It's yes. relatively up from where everything else is.
1: Yes. Um, I'm about to sneeze. I'm so sorry, Riverdale gang. <laughs>
0: the, it's not the, the apology is probably more secretly to me for editing because we were just chatting about editing technique and how we're going to try to one shot this for laziness. But that's fine. We can mute your sneeze, Chloe.
1: No, no, no. I think this needs should be kept in. I think it's an organic um experience. Literally organic matter just left my body. So um I think that Riverdale gang should hear and know um what uh who we are as people and that was sneeze.
0: <laughs> the it's important the, the to raw stay real
1: Yes. It's um, not COVID. I'm just allergic to my cats and have to be indoors all the time.
0: <laughs> exciting life lovely exciting.
1: so Riverdale anyway <laughs> Riverdale um I think they're here and they're uh recording um by recording I yeah. mean shooting I'm yeah. sure they're also recording um and that's exciting I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with for the tail end of the season they had to cut short and for the new season it's very exciting and um Ooh. as far as I know there has been I know that they've shot prom because i saw that on some sort of celebrity rag or on someone's instagram i can't remember now but um they also uh are doing a time jump i think it's five to seven years somewhere in there do you know more ryan uh
0: very very little um i haven't followed too too closely uh, about any plot leaks or announcements or or set photography bits um, but I, as I understand it, it has remained pretty stable since the summer, uh, that they've retooled the scripts to, um, to complete the narrative beat that they wanted to somehow. Um, and we are, we are jumping ahead past the Katie Keen times to, uh, to future world. Um, we're back in sync with Josie, I think.
1: That's exciting. That, that's,
0: that's the thing I'm most excited about. I, I don't even know if she's returning to the show, but she could, and that's what the time's sake time job means to me I would um, be
1: so happy if Josie returned for the show
0: like significantly and substantially like maybe yeah maybe more more than our our lead four who I mean five years is going to give us a lot of playground space yeah they all
1: have finished college
0: or something or something.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's going to be interesting. I I know that there were um, call-ins and call-outs from the uh, several of the black actors in the show um, Mm -hmm. of the writers. And it would be interesting to, it'll be interesting to see if those call-outs were taken to heart and, and what that means for the characters on the show. I'm really looking forward to seeing Riverdale step up.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I'm um, hopeful for. Even giving everyone the benefit of the doubt that they are doing their best and going to do their best in response, um, particularly, particularly to the Nessa Morgan's um, quite vocal activism, um, that they will do better by their characters of color. Um, I want to see the mechanics of it. Like, I've, even believing that there are good intention creators trying to do this work, let's see how they do it. Because where are we at art production wise? Um, there's so many logistics that go into telling this story. It has, to, you know, we need progress, not just from the top and from the actors, but from every, every, every beat of the creative process of filmmaking. And I'm, I, I'm excited by the, the um, I guess the bellwether, the metric that we're going to see in this coming season of what's the best you can do? What's your best shot, Budgeted, well-budgeted CW show? Show me what you can do to make it better at the pinnacle of trash TV.
1: Yeah, um great. I'm I'm here for that. I'm willing yeah. to uh have the same hopes that Ryan Ryan <laughs> has. Um so we tried to record another hiatus episode in the summer and we had to record it outdoors. Um it was at a different point in the uh, uh pandemic. Yeah, and we were outdoors in a park and 2 meters away from each other and we would love to post um uh sections of it eventually but it was kind of an editing nightmare so we had a
0: lot of company of people walking through and you know yeah there are conversations floating through ours because outside is beautiful and public
1: yes exactly and
0: windy and so windy
1: yes and so um uh, we don't. So the conversation and the flow is really good. So we're not going to replicate it here. But um, I would like to set a new norm for the show. And it was something I Ooh. talked about in this hiatus episode. Um, I think we've made reference a lot to uh, celebrity gossip and the personal lives of the of the, not a lot actually, but on and off, we've made reference to that in uh, the context of this show. And for me, no, mostly it's been like, oh, isn't it interesting? I noticed on X's Instagram that X is part of their lives. And isn't that an interesting thing as reflects in the show. And I I would like to set a new norm in not doing that. Um, I've become extraordinarily conscious, I think over the course of the pandemic, cause I've spent so much time on Instagram and on social media, less now I have like a once a week a uh, time where I like re-download my social media apps, and I go on it for an hour, and maybe I make a post, maybe I don't. During the election, I broke my rule a bit because it was such a time to be on social media. But anyway, all this to say, That's this is a not shared, a podcast. Experience. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, this is not a podcast about Chloe Packers' uh, mental health. This is a podcast about <laughs> Riverdale, and um, yeah. So just a new norm that I would like to set for the show of uh, talking about the personal lives of the celebrities involved with the show less. Um, Unless it has direct, um, direct effect on the show or direct effect on the writing like Vanessa Morgan's uh, call out of the Riverdale writing team and the production team. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we had a much more interesting conversation about that during the <laughs> summer that I hope we'll post sometime. But uh, just so you're all aware, Riverdale gang, new norms for the show.
0: Yeah, not so much on the gossip. Um, uh, I guess we did a lot of reflecting in the last year and in the downtime and um really kind of clarified for ourselves i think um the what we want to approach as professional boundaries for these actors and performers what they do at work what they do as professional advocates versus what they do in their personal life and the um uh they're professional celebrities and the job there's a performance of the job but we have unfettered access because of social media and celebrities are no longer given the same ability to set boundaries by this magazine article or this interviewer. And, um, it's still, it's still a job and they still get to go home from it.
1: Yeah. And I, something I know as a, as a creator, um, I know that sometimes there's no separation between the art I make and who I am. And sometimes there's a huge separation and it's really important to preserve that. I do think that that separation is sacred.
0: Um, So yeah, anyway. We're gonna focus in on the entertainment and technique side of things and uh, everything about the celebrity machine um, and try not to get caught in the nitty gritty of, of liking tweets.
1: Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting. I One of the things I was reflecting on while you were talking about the going home is that when people become famous, they automatically become a brand, even if they don't mm-hmm. kind of want to be. And right. I think that when we offer feedback about a famous person, it is very easy to feel as though we're just offering feedback about a brand and not offering Mm. feedback about a human being and yes they're very privileged and they're protected by a lot and I'm not trying to be like oh poor famous rich people (laughs) um but also like poor famous rich people you know what I mean like it's a very it's a very vulnerable profession I think
0: Mm. I just scratched my
1: knee near the mic more for more fun for us to have in the editing room
0: more ASMR yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I I um I think we've we've covered that nicely. Uh, yeah. Sort of new standard going forward. Um, I do love talking about celebrity theory, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to keep digging into like the performance of uh, the performance of being a celebrity figure and actor is its own jam, yes, as well. Uh, and I feel like we're going to get a fair, you know, some exciting. Um, new ground as far as what it means to be a Hollywood performer, what it means to be a celebrity in the next year or two, Um, Mm -hmm. because we are off all rhythms and systems. There is no season. There is no cycle. There's certainly no normal reward season for TV or film. Um, But what, so we're seeing this bizarre trickling out of media. I know um, I'm very excited for Grey's Anatomy, which launches tomorrow. Exciting. It's going to be my little pandemic escapism of trash. Um, you know, months after the usual premiere ends for a show like Grey's Anatomy in a hospital, dealing specifically with pandemic themes. Um, wow. It, it's, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of interesting ground broken this year by just active creators because there's no script for them. There's no, uh, there's no default corporate mandate that everyone can expect. Um, to fit into, uh, it's it's going to be wild art making this year, um, and yeah. reminds me of the faintest bit of the um, the writer strike year, only in the scale of disruption uh, of you know of one aspect, except applied to every aspect and sure. everyone around every aspect.
1: Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before that there are a lot of parallels to draw between this and the writer's strike in terms of its effect on serial television
0: (laughs) yeah this is the the um writers guild of america strike about almost 10 years ago ish now or maybe more um but it 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 made for a fascinating cut off half season of television and a lot of creative work um dr horrible sing along blog was um created by joss whedon and and co sort of as a downtime project during the writers guild strike for example um and a, a lot of a lot of shifts into um, sort of small, com- small-scale commercial digital media really started to to gestate and bubble a lot on the professional scene during that during that time of career disruption, and um, you know we're we're experiencing so in our arts world on the theater on the the live front, uh, uh, extraordinary disruption every every week every month. Um, and you know we, what we see coming out of television serial production is sort of the the very end of a very long um, snake, a very uh, a very long chain of creative explosions that finally spit something out for public consumption, and all the way down the production line up to like high concept art theory of kid what kids are learning in university right now in acting programs that in 10 years will be relevant to what show they're making is all so disrupted um mm-hmm. and i'm i'm excited for what the what the long-term consequences creatively could be like there's so many bad consequences to think about uh not to dismiss that but uh that it's this is a struggle for everyone but when we get through some of it, whatever next looks like, art's going to be really fascinating to study from this time. Yeah, what we create in this absolutely time and of this time.
1: Yeah, there. Um, it's amazing to me how many people have not wasted time in finishing a project. Like, I don't know how mm. they're doing it. Like, they clearly react mm. to stress very differently than me. Um, but there's already a. Uh, a a zoom based horror movie about covid on on shutter called host and apparently it's an amazing horror movie but someone wasted zero time
0: and Mm -hmm. got this movie Mm -hmm. made artists are not very good at sitting still especially when we're all suddenly unemployed
1: i am great at sitting still i don't know about other people but i have not completed a Actually that's not true. I rewrote my entire narrative podcast.
0: Yep, you did, Chloe. Artists are okay, not never used, mind. artists are not used to noticing our activities and accomplishments as achievements. We just default like, well, yeah, I did all I did sixteen hours of work today, but that's just living. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's, I think, what we've all learned. Yeah, you're just existing. Bare minimum, you rewrite your entire narrative podcast on a break. How lazy of you not to write a new season.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. How lazy of me not to have finished a novel.
0: We've internalized very, very deep things. Yes. That blind us to our own achievements.
1: You make so a very good is, point. This
0: is this is a deep, spiraling reflection of art that has no, very but... little to do with Riverdale, but is... I think hopefully going to have a lot to do with Riverdale because I'm expecting some neat, weird art next season. I'm expecting yeah. to it weird. I'm expecting,
1: it. I'm expecting a mature show. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? Like I'm expecting a, sh- like I'm sure it's still going to be our, our favorite dark sugar trash. It's still famous people, talented famous people who got together to make money, you know? Yes. Um, But I do, Um, I do expect a maturity because how can we be anything other than sobered right now?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, some of us
1: are very drunk because the coping mechanism, but what I mean is like emotionally <laughs> sobered.
0: Yes. Um. And the decision to make a five-year time step that, that brings us from fake pretending to be 16 territory mm-hmm. to fake pretending to be 21 territory. And that's a whole new genre of writing. That's a whole new like piece and era of storytelling for us to reference, it's a whole different. You know, the The stories about teenagerdom are not the stories of young adulthood, and I, I'm excited for the fresh new veins of of content that they'll get to mine, playing with this cast of 21 year olds, um, untethered by some of the, the high schoolishness. Like I mm-hmm. love the high schoolishness. It's been what it's been, but um, but to totally cast off that that limiter that stakes limiter is neat
1: yeah i think it's really exciting and it's really interesting i like it's hard not to have a spec script in my head of what (laughs) of what i want things to look like like i I really hope i really hope not everyone ends up together in the couplings that they were in in high school
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: um but also, I would like it if some of them were. <laughs> um, I'm interested in seeing uh, what they do without Skeet Ulrich, who isn't returning to the show, and without um, the actor who plays Hermione, Marisol Nichols. Yes,
0: yes. Who
1: isn't returning to the show. And I'm interested in um, what happens for our queer characters and. I keep having this idea that, um, you know, people coming back to Riverdale after college and all of the former gang members are getting their tattoos removed. (laughs) And that's sort of like a, that's sort of a starting point of like, a a, a pretend fresh start, you know.
0: Okay. Yes. In, Um, In your fanfic season five. Yeah. Which is my
1: fanfic season five, which
0: is every bit as valid as real season five because Albert uh, Aguirre Sikasa is just writing fanfic.
1: It's true. We know this, <laughs> You're right? not right? All of
0: Riverdale is just very classily produced fanfic of some characters that were made up like ninety years ago by people who are very dead and whose creative intentions <laughs> we've moved far past.
1: It's true. Do you have any? Do you have any hopes and dreams
0: for season five, Ryan? I'm just glad it's happening i'm just like i'm just um i'm the i'm the the rat in the cage right now with the irregular reward system and so i'm just going to take my food reward while the button gives me the food reward i don't care what the food reward is dark sugar trash riverdale great horrible riverdale Sure, I'll rip it apart. Yeah. Successful new Riverdale. I, I'd be surprised, but go, go, try. <laughs> I, I have, I have very, I, I don't, I didn't even really expect this season, but also because I've stopped expecting time to move forward in any linear or logical way, um. So I'm just going to let it be a pleasant surprise. I think, other than whatever trickles to me as far as news in the last, next couple of weeks, because. You know I'm bad at turning my brain off from this all of the cool spoilers I could be absorbing,
1: but for now, I am
0: pure untouched
1: <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's fair yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh do we have a release date? I know it's sometime in the new year, but
0: not that I've seen um i yeah i I think yeah I know a lot of shows are just starting to do their prop- their like fall release now in November uh trickling out um yeah, haven't seen anything, but we will let you know when we do, I guess. Yeah. Perhaps another, um, <coughs> another pre-cap hiatus episode uh, when we have an actual release date and can gear up maybe a week or so before and uh, get our heads back in the game. Yeah. Thank you, Riverdale. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we're excited for the new season, Riverdale Gang, and we just wanted to check in with all of you. We hope you're all weathering the storm of this timeline as best you can. And remember, if you're struggling with your mental health, there are a lot of uh, online crisis options that you can make use of. Um, That's been something that's been in my mind today, the fact that those resources exist to support
0: people. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say having the concept of text-based helplines is something that has been like revolutionary into the, into my the recent life discovery of like mm. teenage me really wished I could have someone because I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to strangers, but there are mm. so many text-based support, uh, support options now. It's really handy.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I, it's therapy is one of those things I like kind of have to do talking, but, um, I did notice that this new therapist that I just connected with had a text option. I thought, Oh gosh, that would be so good for people who just like don't want to be looked at and don't want to use their voice. And
0: yeah. Mm. So many good options of technology that we have been forced to come up with this year. Yeah. Huzzah gang. All right. Um, We'll be back one day. Maybe we'll drop some chunks of our outdoor forest conversation. If I get really ambitious, um, Editorially,
1: editorially. Um, editorially. By the way, gang, I just wanted to say real quick, in case anyone is concerned about mine and Ryan's COVID boundaries in um, recording this episode, we are actually on the other end of Zoom, just sort of yeah. the reason that it might seem a little <laughs> smoother than normal is we can actually see each other, which when we were doing, um, uh, watching the show, uh, when we were watching the show, <laughs> we weren't looking at each other earlier in the pandemic, so for obvious um, reasons. For obvious reasons. So we are uh, still in our separate abodes over Zoom. No uh, no violations occurred in the making of this (laughs) Riverdale Gang Podcast episode.
0: (laughs) Not that anyone can keep track based on region or county or municipality at this point, outside of your own. Like, I mean, honestly, it's it's enough to keep track of what the what the rule is right now where I am.
1: Yeah, truly, we've had some interesting and uh, very strange mini lockdown rules introduced in the last few days in British Columbia that make zero sense.
0: It's us, yeah. But on the whole, weathering.
1: Weathering. <laughs> On that note, Riverdale gang, we hope you're weathering, we're weathering, and we will talk again before 2021 when we bid good day to 2020.
0: Talk for now, gang.